welcome aboard another um, exciting, fun, educational episode of Americana, the American Way. Um, <clears throat> I've been learning a lot of interesting things about uh, how the Chinese Communist government is operating. Uh, last time I talked about the uh, internment camps, concentration camps re-education camps, whatever the heck you want to call it. Um, and I want to delve into their environmentalism uh, or lack thereof. Uh, they are one of the world's large, the world's largest polluter. Um, coal fire plants, plastic in the oceans, uh, things of that nature. But first, I got to tell you this story, right? Uh, I, I talk about the old shell game a lot on here. Oh, man. Um, so the other day I'm pulling up to a local mall. And there's a guy with um, what looks like a clipboard. And he's got it, you know, he's like got it facing towards him. And he's he's pointing at something. I can't, uh, you can't see it. He's like pointing at something. There's this goofy shaved head guy and a wife beater or tank top undershirt um and he's like watching what this dude's doing and then the guy turns the board around and he starts moving stuff around and this guy's watching like this here and then finally after all these moves the dude uh that's watching points at something and I'm like oh my god they're doing the old shell game that I'm always talking about <laughs> so I snapped a couple pictures with my phone um I'll tweet them out or and post them to social media um I'm trying to get off Twitter but um on parlor you can find me at the real big john um Oh, by the way, what what really gave gave me a kick was uh, the guy that was uh, getting scammed ends up pulling out his wallet and handing the handing the scammer money. I'm like, what the hell? You just got taken for a big con. I don't know how much he lost, but you know, this is one of those dudes that has his wallet on a chain. So he, you know, don't want you're not supposed to stereotype, but Probably not the smartest guy in the world. Um, you know, I just cracked me up because I'm always talking about how you got to watch politicians playing the shell game, moving the pieces around and around and around. Yeah, this guy got took. So, um, let's listen to this drum solo while I light the ceremonious cigar. And I'll go through where you can find me on social media again.
looks like this is pretty well lit. So, on all my social media platforms, and there's 47 million of them now, because you can't trust Facebook and Twitter anymore. <coughs> on uh, Parlor at the Real Big John, all one word. Telegram Americana, the American way. Um, Rumble Americana, the American way. And same thing here on YouTube. Um, you know, I'm going to get off on something else real, real quick. Like, I was watching, um, what's that fool's name? I wrote it down and I threw it away. Well, um, uh, Caitlin Bennett was on this show, the Kent State Gun Girl, a.k.a. Not this show, but on somebody else's show. Um, Elijah Schaefer, that's who it is. Um. And it's called Slightly Offensive. And it's on the Blaze Network. And it's on YouTube too. And I've you know supported Caitlin Bennett off and on over the years. Because um, sometimes she's an obnoxious little shit. And she was being that the other day on uh, Elijah's show. Elijah Schaefer's show. I don't know the guy. I don't know Caitlin either. But... Um, Elijah was bringing up uh, a video, was talking about a video of a four-year-old with Down syndrome saying, the four-year-old saying, don't use the word that starts with an R to describe mentally challenged people because it hurts my feelings. And he said something to the effect of, um, this, I don't think somebody with Down syndrome is smart enough to know that they're being insulted by the R word. And I have to say the R word because if I say it on and I post this on YouTube, it'll get deleted. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. Special needs, special Olympians, um, mentally handicapped, developmentally disabled. There's about a thousand and one different ways of saying it. But it is a, technically, and everything, a, a medical terminology. Um, I've worked with people with special needs, and in their medical diagnosis, it will say mild R, uh, you know, IQ of blah, 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 or severe R, MR, mental blank, R-dation. Um, but there are some very smart people with Down syndrome and some pretty smart people that are diagnosed mentally handicapped, special needs. Um, obviously they wouldn't be diagnosed that if they were, um, slightly more intelligent than Elijah Schaefer and Caitlin Bennett, but, um, it's just, you know, you don't need to make fun of those people. Uh, Christopher Titus said it well in one of his stand-up bits. People with autism, Down syndrome, can express a level of love that you and I can't fathom. But if you're born with all of your 
wits about you and a fun fully functioning brain. I'm paraphrasing Christopher, by the way. Um, and you end up hooked on crystal meth and living under a bridge. You're an effing retard. So people with autism and downs are, well, pardon me, people with autism and down syndrome, um, are special. People that make fun of them are the R word. So, um, into this ongoing thing with China, they're, um, you know, they're trying to become the world superpower, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, honestly, I think some of the United States' best years were, were when we were in head-to-head -head competition with the Soviet Union for, uh, you know, being the top dog in the world. Uh, back then, it was more a military thing and bragging rights. Now it's a fight for economic power. So while Texas was frozen under because their power grid uh, couldn't handle the um, influx of uh, energy demand and their windmills were frozen, China was running good on coal-fired power plants. And they're building more and more coal-fired power plants. And it's genius what they're doing. They are actually closing some in China. Um, let's get into this NPR article and I'll show you what I mean. National Public Radio or NPR.org reports uh, Chinese-backed a Chinese-backed power plant under construction in 2018 in the desert of Thar Parkar in Thar Parkar district of Pakistan's southern Mind province. Um, that's not that important. China is known as the world's biggest polluter. Has been taken taken. Dramatic steps to clean up and fight climate change. Okay. <laughs> so why is it also building hundreds of coal-fired power plants in other countries? Well, that answer is pretty simple. They want to be the ruler of the world in a hundred years. They want to be the hegemon, the uh, superpower. Okay. And the more dealings you have in other countries, the more you invest in other countries' infrastructure, the better off you are towards that goal. Also, when the UN or whoever is in charge of climate change, right, they're only testing the, the pollution in the air in China, okay? So, if China shuts down you know, its power plants, but they have these coal plants in other countries, eventually there's going to be a way they can connect to those plants and get power from other places, probably. 
furthermore, they're polluting less in, in China. So they can say, hey, we've cleaned up our air, uh, whoever, whoever's in charge of enforcing the Paris Climate Change or Climate Accord, Climate Act, Agreement, whatever it's called, Paris Climate Agreement. They can say, hey, we've cleaned up our air. But you've built, for every power plant you shut down in your own country, you've built a hundred, hundred more in other countries. So you're still spewing the same amount of pollution. You just spread it out. And the global climate crisis is supposed to be a global problem, right? Uh, <laughs> so, and here comes the other problem, you know, Whoever is in charge of enforcing these uh, climate agreements, now they not only have to deal with the Chinese government, who can say, hey, you can't go and mess with that power plant. That, that's our money. That's our, we, we, we helped build that. We invested in that. Then you have to go to the government of the country the power plant is in, and try to get them to comply with your climate change regulations. And finally, you have to go to whoever owns the power plant. Does a Chinese oligarch own it? Uh, does the Chinese government itself own it? Uh, did the oligarch back a company within the country the power plant is in? So, <clears throat> President Xi... Xi Ping, that's the president of China, finally learned how to pronounce Xi Jinping right, hosted the Belt and Road Forum in Beijing over the weekend. This article is a few years old, but so it wasn't like two days ago. It was a while ago. Promoting his signature foreign policy of building massive infrastructure and trade links across several continents. They're very smart, very smart. The forum, attended by leaders and delegates from nearly 40 countries, came amid growing criticism of China's projects, including their effect on the environment. Xi took his highly, this, the highly unusual step for him of meeting with international journalists Again, very smart move. Open yourself up. Get yourself publicity. During which he repeated the slogan that he is committed to open, clean, and green development. Open, clean, and green. Well, hey, you know, we should be building open, clean, and green coal power plants in the United States then. Not backed by the Chinese Communist Party, though. China's President Xi Jinping speaks to the... Oh, that's the caption of the photo. <laughs> China's President Xi Jinping... Why do they have the caption there like three times? Yet, China's overseas ventures include hundreds of electric power plants that burn coal, which is a significant emitter of carbon... Uh, carbon scientifically linked to climate change. Edward Cunningham, a specialist on China 
and its energy markets at Harvard University tells NPR China is building or planning on building more than 300 coal plants in places as widely spread as Turkey, Vietnam, Indonesia, Bangladesh, Egypt, and the Philippines. Days before the forum, with its clean green theme, the latest Chinese-built coal plant opened in Pakistan. <clears throat> the plants are significant investments at a time when most nations of the world, including China, have been committed to fighting climate change. When you put money down and put steel in the ground for a coal-fired power plant, Cunningham says, it's a 40 to 50 year commitment. Again, remember, China has a 100 year plan. 100 years is a long time. I'm going to get into that in a future episode that 100-year plan, but the fact of the matter still remains. China is looking long-term. American politicians and whomever look short-term. Um, you know, now Biden has his, you know, we want to be carbon-free, gasoline-powered car-free by uh, 2025, right? Or 2035. 14 years from now. Um, actually, General Motors announced they are stopping production of gasoline-powered cars in the near future. So, the thing is, the government didn't do that. That plan sat at GM for a while. It didn't come in because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got elected to Congress. It didn't come in because... Joe Biden got elected president. That plan had to have been at General Motors for a while. And why? Because the market is demanding these cars. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, back to China and their power plants. Um, the article goes on to say, in one chance, China's push for coal is not surprising. China knows how to build coal plants it's the world's largest consumer of coal, drawing more than 70% of its electricity from coal. An open coal pit site in the desert of Pakistan's Thar Parkar district. But facing overwhelming pollution levels, China restrained the growth of its coal industry at home. For many years, four huge electric power plants burned with coal in a city within the city, Beijing contributing to the world's choking smog. But when the past four years, all four have stopped burning coal. So again, they're shutting down coal power in their own country, but they're building it and still polluting the environment in other places. So... A visit by NPR on Saturday to one of the coal plant's uh, thermal power stations showed it now burns natural gas. Now, the Biden administration is trying to cut back natural gas drilling and fracking in the United States, where China is going full steam with this. Um, still a considerable... Uh, 
back to the article, still a contributor to climate change, but overall considered cleaner. The, quali the air quality is much better than before, uh, says a restaurant owner. It's much better for my health. Right, that's nice. China gives a shit about its people for a second. While closing plants, China's leader have China's leaders have limited building of new ones. The government promoted wind, solar, and wind and solar energy. It has produced many solar panels that are that at its it has uh, reduced the prices for them worldwide. Of course, they make cheap solar panels in China. What what don't they make cheap with their slave labor? Thanks to the Uyghur Muslims that they keep in their internment camps, right? Which analysts contend has contributed to the spread of solar energy in the United States? But these Chinese engineers, metal workers, and laborers who built coal-fired plants must be kept employed. Oh, okay. Here's another little scheme to China's plan. And Cunningham says, many are going abroad. They are building energy products for developing nations, largely as part of China's Belt and Road Initiative. So China's building these business connections. And while the United States is laying off its own workers, like shutting down the Keystone XL pipeline, China says, we'll sponsor your power plant, and we'll even send you the laborers and the experts that know how to build it. They're genius. They're genius in doing this. No doubt about that. But they're not cutting back the pollution like they say they are. And it's very wise and innovative on their behalf to do it this way. And as their workers go out around the world, they might end up staying in these places. And one way to become the world hegemon or take over the world is to spread your culture into other areas. Um, and China's doing that. You know, they've pushed the, the huge, the, the NBA, the National Basketball Association, bows its knee to China. Walt Disney Company, well, Disney, Walt Disney Company, Disney, whatever you want to call it, they bow the knee to China. And there are a lot of uh, American movie studios I hear that will let China rewrite scripts or say they want this or that taken out of the films. Um, this is pretty racist, actually. Uh, you know, the, um, the character Finn in the new Star Wars movies that most of you probably hate, but I like. Um, Finn was taken off the movie posters in China, Air, he was like airbrushed or whatever they do, edited out because they don't like his kind in China. Ooh, not cool. Um, but they're expanding their global position. They're keeping their employees employed just in other countries, and then they're spreading their culture around the world. Uh, you know, the NBA, they had a, a thing over the summer after the 
after George Floyd um, died of an overdose while in police custody. And the NBA said you can put, you know, any slogan on the back of a customized NBA jersey except one. You know what that one was? If you went to NBAshop.com or whatever it is, and you wanted to order your custom jersey, I could, I could put on there, Big John is an idiot, number 69. But you could not put free Hong Kong on the back of your customized NBA jersey. It would bring up an error code. And a lot of people tried doing that and showed on video on YouTube, the NBA will not let you make a custom jersey because the NBA is hugely popular in China. And you're talking, you know, potentially billions of viewers. Uh, all the, a lot of the major sneaker companies that the NBA players wear are made in China. You're talking about a lot of people that can purchase NBA jerseys, shoes, a lot of television viewers. So they're spreading their culture, their capital and financial influence around the world. And I, I want to start and end this series of conversations with, you know, whose job should it be to police China? You would think, you know, this would fall under the UN. Should the UN sanction China for things like the Uyghur Muslim internment camps? Or uh, they keep their own political dissidents in internment camps. You go against the Chinese Communist government, you disappear. And if they're nice, they'll put you in a, a labor camp of some kind a re, and a re-education camp and brainwash you into being a better Chinese communist. If you're not lucky, they just kill you. Um, but why doesn't the UN sanction or you know come down on China? Uh, you know, COVID nineteen started in China. We know that it's a fact. The UN sent an envoy of scientists to gather information. The Chinese scientists refused to give them that information. Was China punished for that? Nope. Could the rest of the world benefited from that? Possibly. But they didn't they weren't forthcoming with it. No sanctions. You know why? Because besides the United States, China is the biggest contributor to the United Nations and United Nations projects. So they're really doing what the United States did, you know, when it was us against the Soviet Union. They're expanding their power. Just like, you know, when the Cold War was going on, the United States and Russia tried to expand their power uh, through... Now, the United States and Russia did a lot more militarily. You know, the United States went into South Vietnam and South Korea uh, and places like that to stop the spread of communism. The Russians invaded uh, half of Western or Eastern Europe, half of Europe, um, and, you know, said, okay, you're, you're our little puppy now. Uh, they tried to invade Afghanistan to make in, inroads into that region, but uh, because of the United States backing uh, the Afghanis, the Mujahideen, 
pushed the Russians out. And then, of course, the geniuses in Washington, once we beat the evil communists, the lawless, godless, communist Russians, uh, we just pulled out. And then, you know, groups like the Taliban were able to come in and, you know, rebuild what Russia destroyed. But anyways, that's a whole nother story. Um, so what do, what do we do with China? We keep competing. I mean, that's, that's the best way. Now, there's an article I'm going to look into later, and when I wrap this series up, uh, put it, you know, there's an article out there, Four Ways to Stop China's 100-Year Plan. <clears throat> Could there possibly be leadership and changes in China? Yeah, it's possible. But, you know, there were leadership changes in Russia when communism fell and, you know, uh, Boris, no, Boris, wasn't Boris Yeltsin, the guy with the map of Poland on his head. Anyways, um, when, you know, he left power, basically the mafia took over Russia and then Vladimir Putin and his bunch had to come in and straighten things back out. So a power vacuum in a communist state even if it is led by people within that state, doesn't always mean good things. Um, so the United States has to keep competing. You know, the, the world runs on fossil fuels. That's why China is sponsoring these plants in other countries. At least it's another reason why they are. Um, but you've also got to realize that the United States has to compete. We cannot have an entire state like Texas where, you know, they had excess energy from these windmills and solar panels and they sold the excess energy to offset the huge cost of uh, starting these uh, panels and windmills and things. And then when that excess energy was uh, not stored up in like batteries or something, I guess. Uh, I don't know how you store excess electricity, uh, but they they didn't have any energy. You can't have an entire state or half a state, you know, go black, uh, go into darkness, not black like skin color. Somebody will call me a racist now, uh, but you can't have that and compete on the world stage, you know. So um, China's diversifying with its energy. They're using wind and solar, yeah, but they're also getting into natural gas and things like that. Well, while our government wants to just halt, stop, and a whoa, whoa on all uh, fossil fuels. What a tangled web we weave when we practice to deceive. Um, but, you know, kudos to China. I mean, I, I, that's not, I don't mean that in a good way. They treat their people like crap. They treat the Uyghur Muslims horribly. When you think we've got prejudice and racism in the United States, when was the last time in the United States a black person was taken off of a movie poster because uh, they're just not liked in that country? 
uh, what, like the 1950s? Not even then. You know? But anyways. Um, but you know, keep in mind, how do, do we control China? No, I say we compete with them. Because if you have the right leader, like with the one you supposedly 80 million of you voted out of office, uh, the United States can compete with any country on earth and win. We were winning versus China. You know, we were the hegemon again. We were the superpower. But because he said mean things on Twitter about Rosio fat ass, uh, people vote him out of office. I don't know. Falls in a well, eyes go cross, gets kicked by a mule, eyes go back straight again. I don't know. I feel like Cousin Eddie sometimes dealing with these liberals, but uh, we've got to watch. China is a global superpower now. Um, Make sure I covered everything that was in my notes, and I did. So... Yeah, Chinese Communist Party, man, kicking butt and taking names. So pray for one another. God bless you guys. Um, again, there's nothing against the Chinese people. Every Chinese person I've ever met is has come to the United States to escape China. Uh, people in Hong Kong sing the American National Anthem and wave the American flag because they want the freedoms we're take, that we're giving away. That we're letting the government take away. You know? So. uh, But the CCP. The Chinese Communist Party. They are one to watch. In uh, the present. And the future. And uh, we'll see how. Well most of us won't live. To see their 100 year plan. If it goes through. But it's again. in, In government when you're a leader. And. What I always try to do is think long term. Is this law going to be beneficial? Will this law come back to haunt me? Will this policy just be thrown out the window by the next uh, administration? Things of that nature. But China's got a 100 year plan and they're, they're building it, man. They're building towards uh, being the leader of the world. And the United States is sitting here worrying about new ways we can punish ourselves. <sighs> give me Donald Trump back. Okay, give me give give me give me Don Jr. and Ivanka twenty twenty four. We could have eight years of Don Jr. and then eight years of Ivanka, and then I'd be like halfway done with my life. I'm only forty four now, so I have a long ways to go to get to one hundred and two. Anyways. Y'all pray for each other, Um, pray for our leaders, and uh, God bless you. See you the next time, and hopefully this dumb drummer doesn't cuss anymore. He's going to cuss a lot more. I guess we just won't play you out with a song today. Stogie went out while I was doing all that babbling.